This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's going on? I'm talking with Witch Ripper right now. And, uh, well, before we go any further... Let's uh, let's introduce yourselves, and we got to introduce the new guy first. Why don't you uh, tell us what your name is and what you now do in Witch Ripper? Hello, I'm Chad Fox. I play guitar and do vocals in Witch Ripper now. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Brian, you wooed. Uh, oh, I wooed. I'm next. Uh, I'm Brian Kim. Uh, I play bass and uh, also do some uh, backup vocals in Witch Ripper. Woo. <laughs> you, Curtis. Uh, I'm Curtis. I play guitar and do vocals in Witch Ripper. Come on, Joe. You got oh, a woo. Me. Uh, you got a woo. Woo. Okay. How's that? <laughs> Solid woo. Yep. Solid. I'm Joe. Joe Eck. I play drums. That's it. So, Chad, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I'm curious, how'd you, uh, you know, find out about uh, Witch Ripper? Were you friends with these guys before joining the band? And, you know, did you just audition for the band? How did you uh, start playing with these guys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I we were all kind of like playing shows together in our other bands. And then Brian had done some uh, artwork for my other band. And yeah, we had like mutual friend that was like, hey, it sounds like there are other guys on the way out. So that kind of, put the idea in my mind and uh then yeah once they said they were looking for somebody i immediately just jumped on it <laughs> so yeah awesome. well what what bands were you from uh what bands were you playing with uh, that played with witch river yeah so i play in another band called chrome lakes oh awesome and yeah and uh so we'd played gosh at least a handful of shows together and uh just always really liked the vibe and really liked the the heaviness of it and all that so yeah had had to be a part of it right on chrome lakes has a show this saturday oh cool that's right first show back yeah (laughs) it's the tractor tavern nice well this uh this interview is probably going to come out come out after the uh first witch ripper show on august 27th but i do want to ask you know let's uh let's jump into it guys you guys ready for your first full you know full band first show for chad first uh show back for witch ripper though you guys ready hell yeah yeah i think yes Uh, (laughs) it's a little it's honestly kind of like scary right now just because i keep seeing like portland just uh shut down all their uh or like they don't mask mandate and a lot of their shows are getting canceled down there i've been seeing 
So it's kind of like huh. a weird time, I feel like, but I'm, I'm still pretty stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, if we got to wear masks at the show, that's fine. As long as we yeah. keep, you know, I'll wear a mask at a show. I, I uh, just want to be able to see my friends uh, and allow them to have their livelihoods again, you know, like have, mm-hmm. have venues open. My friends keep their jobs. If we got to like wear masks, get the COVID vaccination requirement or whatever, I'm fine with any of that stuff. Uh, you know, all politics aside or whatever, let's just keep these venues open and these musicians doing what they need to do. For sure. Yeah, agreed. I went and saw Eris last week and it's like really dawned on me how much I miss live music. You know, everyone was masked up and it was a great time. It's just yeah. like that got me way more excited to play our upcoming shows. It's like, man, I really like remember like what I was missing for a year and a half, just seeing it live. It was just so great seeing live music finally. And that was with Eris, and uh, this show coming up on the 27th is with Eris and Year of the Cobra. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. I mean, yep. This <laughs> is like the middle of like a little mini tour they're doing with some mm-hmm. California dates, and like who knows if the California dates are going to happen. Like, I haven't talked to them yet about that, but like I can only imagine they're just sitting there, just holding on to the butts, seeing what, what's going to happen. But you seeing Eris, you realize that now you're going to have to really step up because Eris oh, yeah. is. <laughs> sounding like a machine now john wes come yep. for you <laughs> <laughs> no those guys they legitimately sounded great and i think that year and a half made it sound that much sweeter too which is so great seeing them play and they absolutely crushed it so excited they crush it every time like i feel like i've seen them so many times in seattle and we've played so many shows with those guys yeah. and every time i'm just like blown away it's like these guys are so good (laughs) yeah they're great so uh in this downtime that you know um obviously not downtime for everyone but this time of not being able to play live shows uh this past 17 months or so which is crazy to say um have you guys been able to write new music? Is there any new material in the works or am I able to you know kind of get any information about that Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys, did you guys write anything? <sighs> yeah. We have, we have a whole new record done. Killer. Yeah. It was, like, weird because, like, so our last show was March 3rd, and we had already been planning to take, like, hey, we need to, like, take a hard break because we're not able to, like, we need to finish out these songs, go record, and, you know, with the show, like, you know, he's practicing for the upcoming show. We are just like, we need to really, like, take some time off. Then COVID hit, and we're like, oh, this would be great. We get, like, you know, a couple months off. It'll go by, yeah. it'll breathe. <laughs> It'll be back to normal after two weeks of lockdown, <laughs> dude. Dun, dun, dun. I got fires. This is great. Let's just break the music. <laughs> and that didn't work out well. <laughs> but we basically, like, went into the studio over the summer. Um, we, I know we recorded drums up in that studio in Anacortes called The Unknown, which was... I've heard that place is really cool and kind of spooky. Oh, yeah, it's so much cool. fun. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough about, like, at least going to do drums up there, because it's a big wooden church and the natural reverb. The, uh, the acoustics in that room yeah. are just, like, the drums just sound massive. It's so rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a big, nice grand piano. And so, we, you know, we found a bunch of, like, weird little auxiliary instruments. We're like, let's just record it and see if we can sneak it onto the album. So that was a great experience. And now we're just kind of hanging out on it. Um, you know, a lot of labels are just kind of not in a great spot waiting for vinyl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So 
we're just kind of chilling on it right now until hopefully the dust settles 10 years from now and uh, <laughs> put it out. What, like uh, 12 to 13, 12 to 14 months? So back up on a lot of vinyl? I mean, I think it's right. at least it's six months right now, at least. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But, but still, I mean, like, I think labels say six months being hopeful. Yeah. Like what you're saying is probably like more two weeks period. for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was definitely an interesting time for me to come into the band because mm-hmm. it was in the middle of recording. Yeah. So instead of like learning old tunes, I just started like writing vocal stuff with Curtis and like, you know, just hashing it out and then going in the studio. And we didn't even get together in a room till after we had done the recording. So, oh wow, yeah, it was just kind of an interesting, you know, way to go about stuff with the last year and all that. But then after that, we've been playing a ton. So it's kind of, you know, get all the guitar stuff down after we did all the uh, vocal stuff in the studio. Yeah. So without hearing anything, uh, I've just got to kind of ask, um, what's different about this batch of uh, songs as opposed to, you know, the last album Homestead? I mean, I, I won't shut up if you let me talk, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think where to start with that one. Well, obviously having Chad in there as an addition makes a huge difference just because it's a uh, lot of, a lot of vocals, a lot oh, of like yeah. clean singing vocals and vocal harmonies. And we kind of took an approach because we, it got to a point where we realized we don't know if we're going to play a show again. Let's do more. So it's a yeah. very more is more kind of recording process. More layers, just add on top. Oh yeah, add oh, on. Oh yeah. <laughs> like parts where it's like, hey, there's like, you know, all the rhythm guitars, like guitar leads and harmonies with like a grand piano behind it, and maybe oh, some wow. strings floating behind it, just because we're mm-hmm. like, screw it, why not? Let's just go for it. There's a gong. There's spooky cymbal sounds and all that going on. Yeah, I feel like why not was really the the theme of the entire recording <laughs> and writing process. Of like, should we do this ridiculous stuff? Why not? It's just yeah. right out there and under. You know, the, the new exactly. At The Gates album has a saxophone. Are we going to hear a saxophone <laughs> on this? I wish. I feel like the saxophone in death metal is definitely a thing these days. Yep. I love it so much. Yeah. What was it? I think it's the Rivers in the Hill like put out that yep. one song and everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. They had that band The Shining or whatever from a couple yep. of like that. Oh, yeah. Like, we need more saxophone in metal music. <laughs> I mean, we talked sax- about that. We I talked about it briefly early on in the writing process, and I think it just kind of got set aside. I think there were like a couple parts where we kind of thought about it, and then it was like, eh, maybe that's pushing it to not what the sound we're looking for. That yeah. didn't quite <laughs> work, really quite fit the way we, we wanted it to. Gong, yes, saxophone. Eh. <laughs> Gong parts. I like it. I like it. I mean, vibraphone, that was the money, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, right on, guys. Well, okay, so how many songs are, are on it? <laughs> it's only five. But, yeah, uh, they put their long, I bet. <laughs> it's like a, I think it's a 47-minute album. Okay, cool. So they're not, there's like four decently normal-sized songs and one big boy on there. So, nice. Right. I think it was like definitely influenced by like a lot of 70s prog in that sense. Like you listen to like early Kansas and Yes and stuff like that, where it's just like, or those Rush albums, I think they regret now, where they just recorded too long of a song. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Like, 
we thought about splitting the, the big boy up and i was like no i'd rather just write a long song i don't want to make it two tracks let's just do it and <laughs> we're, we're all we're not we don't have any pressure from anyone to do it so i'd rather make the music we want to make than like be like oh well where's the radio edit i'm like <laughs> right <laughs> so, right no i'll play the full thing don't worry about it uh <laughs> thanks kevin yeah, that's that's like on Metal Shop. I, I always tease sometime like, hey, you know what? Let's just go home early and just throw on Dope Smoker. <laughs> just go out. I'm, I'm out of here. Um, OK, so just pivoting a little bit. So Brian, he got married recently. He eloped yeah. down in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so you did that during this, um, what, what did you, what are the rest of you guys, uh, fill your time with and what are some other, what are some things you guys have gotten into, uh, Curtis, I saw you got a, a job at a guitar shop. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, the guitar shop job, I started bartending at the substation. So I kind of like took this opportunity to kind of transition into like being in my mind, more part of the local music scene. You know, I was bartending before in these like nice Capitol Hill restaurants and, felt a little detached from like, you know, like no metal dudes or friends wanted to come in there and pay 13 bucks a drink. Yeah. It wasn't your people. Exactly. And so it's really like with everyone hiring again, like when we thought COVID was over with, I took this opportunity to try to transition like really jobs. That I was like, I want to be around people that I actually want to spend time around and cool. be part of the more Seattle music scene. Yeah. And you grew your hair out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm like a year away from shaving my head. Like this thing is like, I'm holding on to my hair. I got my hair up there, a little patchy in the back. I'm just good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, we'll see. I don't <laughs> care. Take it from a bald guy. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to it. You look svelte. Keep it going, like, bud. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I actually am kind of looking forward to the shave your head era of my life. So yeah. Well, that then you just have to grow your beard a lot longer. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> transition from top to bottom basically joe what about you man you've been playing with uh like a jazz trio what other kind of stuff you've been you've been up to most of my time during the covid year and a half has been spent uh doing drum lessons on zoom i've been teaching oh, wow. like crazy and doing uh some remote recording sessions as well cool man that's awesome. How, yeah. how, how has your experience been um, teaching drums over, over Zoom? Have you, exp- have you appreciated that? Is that something that took a little while to get used to? Definitely took some time to getting used to. It was a steep learning curve just because I hadn't really done it a whole lot yeah. before March 2020. Then all of a sudden it was like, oh, God, I have to learn how to do this now. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Doing all kinds of janky things like holding a whiteboard up to computers. Like, can you yeah. see this? No? All right. Well, <laughs> let's figure something else out. And eventually got to a point where it just got really streamlined and I got really just kind of comfortable with the process and started to prefer it almost to driving out to like the east side suburbs or something yep. to go teach. Well, that's one thing. I mean, you know, you, you pivoted to doing online teaching. That's one thing that I've it's been a constant um, kind of thing that, that's been brought up with a lot of these interviews I've been doing is, is at the end of this, you know, we all kind of have um, an extra like few tools in our tool belt. You know, um, I, I never really did video editing before this. And now I'm trying to teach myself that. And I built out this like kind of recording area and got a nice camera. And now I'm just trying to do that. So we're just all kind of just figuring stuff out and getting some tools in our tool belt. And a lot of bands are recording stuff uh you know without ever even 
playing live with each other or playing um, with each other. And it's, it's cool, man. So Chad, what about you? Oh man. Other than like writing and recording with the, you know, all my bands and stuff uh, I've been getting really into skateboarding again. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I mean, I've, I've been doing it for the last few years, but really cranked it up during COVID when I could just go out in the church parking lot by my house and, you know, different parks and uh, yeah. Yeah. That's just been my jam. I'm obsessed. <laughs> What's your best trick? Oh man. I got hard flips back. Uh, Ooh, still working on tray flips, damn, dude. but yeah. And front side heel flips. That's my next thing. To, so yeah, got, got a few tricks in the bag. <laughs> All right. If yeah. we're, if we're playing Tony Hawk on PlayStation, <laughs> who's your go-to? I'm Kareem Campbell. Who are you? Who's your go-to? Oh man, I haven't played that game in years. Um, I don't even remember who is all on it, but I think Chad Muska's on there, isn't he? Chad Muska, Chadalak Muskalade is definitely there you on go. that. There you go. Um, but if Rodney's on there, then I got to go with Rodney That's because you know, Rodney Mullen. He's the yeah, that was my Godfather, dude. And the savant. I love Tony Hawk. Pro skater, that's great. <laughs> there you go. Or Spider Man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You know what's that. funny is 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 like uh, that soundtrack. I feel like that soundtrack got so many kids into music. Just like you know, and there's just so many of those songs. Like I don't even know Agent Orange very much, but I know that speed <laughs> that uh, Bloodstained song yeah. from that freaking soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. finger, all that stuff. Anyways, we're we're getting sidetracked here. <laughs> um, Brian's turn. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian. Aside from you know, obviously getting hitched. Uh, what what have you also been uh, filling your time with? Have you been working a day job? Have you been? Uh, what have you been up to? Yeah. Uh, well, also, I spent a ton of my time uh, unemployed during COVID because I got laid off, and there's a pretty long while where I wasn't sure if I was going to get my job back. I was working at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of free time. Um, I actually ended up recording and writing a lot of like solo material. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, I, just uh, learning how to record stuff better in my house and like setting up a little studio setup and awesome. um, learning how to kind of like mix my own songs and do stuff with that. I got Reaper and started kind of getting really into that for a minute. So that was a, probably the one thing I learned the most and like appreciate the most about my free time during COVID. Are we going to be able to hear any of the stuff that you recorded or are you keeping it? Yeah, no, I've got um, a couple songs I finished up and released under the name uh, Future Imperfect. Cool. Uh, yeah, that came out a few months back and I was actually, I guess I'm longer than that. It's so right before I actually got a job again and started working uh, full yeah. time. And so my haven't been able to get around to finishing up uh, all these other tracks. There's a lot of like it's like 20 songs that are all like 80% done. So it's kind of like a bit all over the place. But yeah. at some point, I'd love to eventually finish those up and get those out there. So there was a, you know, a few weeks and maybe even a month or so where it was like really sketchy about people even getting together about, you know, playing together and stuff. Did you guys uh, take a break from from practicing or did you guys just stay uh, playing the whole time? I think like the recording was kind of the break from practicing. Okay. Was like we well, went, we, down, yeah, we went to Anacortes and got the drums done pretty early COVID, and then like there were like little breaks where it's like okay, like we're gonna go record guitars and it'd be like just me and Derek or like it was a while before we got everyone in the room again. 
But even uh, before that, the pre-production we all did, like we did the drums like literally the day of lockdown, and then we just tracked our bass and guitar pre-pro at home, like individually, and then we just shared the files together online. Yeah, we like all got fired, and the next day did drums. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who was helping us record pre-pro drums, hi Jesse, thank you, also got fired the day before. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I don't care, just come let's hang out and record drums. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Would you guys say that um, the pandemic affected the way that you guys like uh, approached the record at all? Was there um, at, at least to recording it? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, especially like what you were saying earlier about is uh, so up in the air of when or if at all we'd ever get to play these songs live. That kind of affected... Because there's always that thought like, oh, well, if you record the song like this, how are we going to pull that off live? And that just completely left our train of thought when we started actually tracking everything and deciding how we wanted this, how big we wanted this album to sound. It was actually very liberating to kind of toss that factor out the window in the whole recording process. I've never really done recording like that before. That's cool. Just going as big as you want. Yeah. And like lyrically, like even back to our EP that's like seven years old now at this point, like lyrically, all the, a lot of the music's been about how humans have affected our planet. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like kind of compounds that a little bit more. Whether it's like we've always been talking about like whether it's like the environment, overpopulation. Um, there's a song about how I hate how, how much humans consume. Like there's like, it's like that's been a common theme for our lyrics for a long time. So it's just like, also kind of compounds that this one's a little bit different but it touches on that like hey what are we doing this planet i don't know let's leave it all right well uh i can't what are you talking about man like we're doing fine dude yeah (laughs) humanity's doing fine dude dude i just read that un uh climate report that they did and they're like oh yeah we're like 10 years ahead of where we thought we'd be as far as warming the planet up and i was sitting there just like good lord yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack for the end of the world guys oh, yeah. Something. <laughs> very apocalyptic yeah yeah mm-hmm. so uh th- you guys uh experimented with some um live streaming uh during yeah. this time uh you guys played some like live stream concerts whether it was it pre-recorded or did you guys do live stream we went down to coma at the real art yeah real art, and we did a pre-recorded one well, mainly because we didn't know when it was going to come out. Yeah. It was like, hey, pre-record this, hand this off to Thomas, who was putting it all together. And uh, I think it ended up coming out about a month and a half after we actually recorded it. What was your experience playing a show? Because like metal music and, and punk and hardcore, extreme heavy music <laughs> is is a lot of uh, crowd participation, you know, a lot of banging your head and moshing and just like really singing along. Uh, well, what was it like? doing it without that well i'm gonna take this one because it was my first performance with the band (laughs) so i had that like extra layer of hey this is being recorded and then also no one is here to see it (laughs) and we're all going to be judging from afar yeah yeah exactly so you know it it definitely was a little nerve-wracking especially because i hadn't played in a, a venue in a year so but you know, it was just a good way to really focus in and and just act like there were people there, really. I yep. mean, that that was pretty much it. 
That's fun. Yeah. So did you guys uh, like how it turned out? What, what was your experience like? Did you enjoy, you know, doing that? Or was it kind of, I mean, be honest, was it kind of awkward? I think it was yeah. awkward at first, but like. <laughs> it was definitely awkward at first, but then I kind of just found myself having fun playing the songs. Yeah. Like it's cool just yeah. being on a stage and playing loud again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. uh, it was refreshing once I kind of got over the initial Oh, we're just playing in front of nobody and being recorded right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stage yeah. fright with no actual live crowd. Like, the, the setup was awkward. Like, loading your amps up and you're just, like, sound checking and there's nobody there. But I think, like, once we got playing, and you can see in the video, it's, like, there's, like, good energy. Like, cool. Like, the, this band does well live, and, like, you can tell us where it's, like, you know, we're not a studio-only band for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked over and everyone was having fun. So I was like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. So now that you guys have these songs recorded that are are epic and and huge in scope, are you uh, at all intimidated about transferring them to a live experience now? Now that you know you'll be playing live? (laughs) Uh, I I think when we first started actually practicing the songs in our room again after we recorded, there was a little bit of that, like, okay, which of the 50 guitar parts do we actually play live on this yeah um (laughs) but we've kind of been at it for a minute and like i think all it actually all came out really really well like uh i feel really great about it i'm excited to play them live and i think it's gonna sound uh not exactly the same as the recording obviously but it's gonna do the job like all the everything gets across well cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean because like the songs were written as a group still like I'd say like the songs were like 90% done pre COVID. We took that last 10% during COVID to kind of polish stuff up. So like we had a good idea and it's just figuring out like, Hey, what vocal parts are going to hit? Like Brian said, what guitar parts are going to hit and like, what's going to make it sound best live, but it's sounding good. We're like, we're, we're all really happy about it. Nice. Right on. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we all, you know, use music as, as a, as a way for therapy, you know, or like, uh, just music is so much of part of all of our lives, uh, being music fans, or I'm not a musician myself. I'm just a huge, you know, consumer and lover of music. Um, and, and music has gotten me certainly through this past 16 months or so. Uh, what's an album if you're having a crappy day, uh, and it's not hard to imagine during a pandemic, having a crappy day, what's an album that you can always reach to, uh, that can always get you through uh, that, whether it be an aggressive one to get your aggression out, uh, you know, a sad one to get your emotions out. What's an album that you can always go to uh, to get you back to where you need to be? Curtis, let's start with you, man. Um, well, there's a couple, but like one that I got really attached to, there's this band called Gunship, and they're basically like, um, well, they're an electronic band. I don't, I always forget the term, but it's like basically one of those like retro sounding 80s yeah. electronic bands very moody but what i really like about them synth wave synth wave exactly yeah but they use a lot of pop vocals oh cool and um so they had two albums out already so i discovered them during covid and i would just like walk my dog and just blast that and it's just great music and i think they just put out a new song where they featured a couple metal guitarists uh from bigger bands i I want to say Megadeth, but I know that's wrong. Um, but they, it's like they're adopting like a little bit of metal into the music too, which is cool. But like, that was one band, just a, a happy accident. I discovered them. I just like listened to way too much of it. Yeah. Gunship, right on. Joe, what about you, man? 
Uh, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is the one that's on my shirt right now. Yeah. Steely Dan Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't plan it. It's just true. Yeah. Awesome, man. Chad, what about you? Uh, first thing that comes to mind to me is uh, this band Pile. Uh, okay. They are like based out of Boston, but like the singer did a bunch of live streams early on, just him playing piano and guitar. And like, I was living for those. So I just really love that band and got to see them pre COVID and all that. Um, but I always try to talk them up whenever I can. Cause they're great. Killer uh, pile right on. Yeah. And- Brian, what about you, man? Last but not least, Brian, what do you got? Uh, man, I've had so much time to think about now, but <laughs> uh, it's hard to choose. I, I, my my first instinct was probably something by Radiohead, um, either in Rainbows or OK Computer, but it's probably that's one of my top favorite bands of all time. And anytime I can't think of something I want to listen to, or I can just throw one of their records on and uh, feel great about it. Cool, man. Right on. All right, so I'm not going to take all, all your time tonight, Witch Ripper guys, uh, but I do have a couple more questions. Now, this one might take a minute, but uh, let's, you know what? We ended with Brian, so let's start with Brian. <laughs> if you can show me, but if not, just tell me, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have too many crazy ones, actually. All right. One, uh, which is a terribly dumb 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 story is so just this, it's not too big right here on my wrist okay but uh yeah when i was like a kid like a pretty young kid um me and my best friends and neighbors at the time loved star wars and so we had gone to the hardware store and just got these big old like pvc pipes and oh, then no. turned them into like lightsabers and just duct taped like handles on them. And, so it's like, like boffing, just... right? Isn't that what yeah, you call they... that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what that's called? Yeah. I don't know. We were just like a uh, fight with lightsabers all the time. And um, I was in my bedroom one night, like, and I was just like practicing, like swinging the sword around, like Star Wars kid style. And I <laughs> smashed the light fixture uh, above on my ceiling. And it just like rained broken glass all over oh, me. Oh no, rained glass. Yeah, and it just <laughs> sliced my wrist open. And I like looked, I was like, oh. And then it started just pouring blood out. I was like, oh no. And then I ran and got my parents, and they freaked out and took me to the hospital and got stitched up. But it was crazy because I didn't even realize how much broken glass was on the floor, too. And I was completely barefoot and managed not to step in any of it. But... Jesus. Got the one good one on my wrist. That's my that's my main scar. Thanks, Star Wars. Yeah, thanks, Star Wars. <laughs> A lifelong of great decisions. Chad, what about you, man? Oh man, uh, do you want like the most recent or <laughs> pick a scar? Man, it doesn't matter. I think I I've just been like mashing my elbow up lately when I've been skating. But okay, you're you gonna know. get swellbows. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I had a, a hematoma on there. You know, about six months ago. It's gone now, but. Uh, you know, it's healing good. Nice. <laughs> Joe, what about you, man? Pick a scar. First one that comes to mind is both of my kneecaps are completely just scarred to be Jesus from being really bad at skateboarding when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> I tried no so hard, but I never got even like remotely good. I just really ate it like all the time. Right. <laughs> right to the knees. Dang. Yeah. Did you ever credit card yourself with the, the board going up your butt? 
No, no, I avoided that one. I had a friend do that once, and it went very, very badly. But yeah, I learned. <laughs> Curtis, what about you, man? Pick a scar. I got the obvious one: the people scar. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Didn't even notice that. That yeah, is a gnarly scar. What's that for? I, uh, I just thought that was an, oh, a wrinkle from being old. <laughs> I don't know if I ever noticed that one either. It blends in, and uh, most of the time you can't notice in that. It's kind of like a, a chola eyebrow sometimes. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it comes out when it's when I get tanned out in the summer. That, and then my knee, which I tattooed over, but like I got into a bike accident when they were building those stupid light rails around Seattle. Mm-hmm. My bike tire went into the tracks, obviously, and I just like flipped over. The sunglasses, I was wearing a helmet, but my sunglasses, I was wearing, basically the sunglasses went, like, pushed into my head, so it opened the skin up. It was too wide to uh, to get stitches on, so they just had to, like, put some bandages on me. And I remember, like, standing up and you're just watching the blood, like, pour in front of you. It didn't hurt at all, because I guess, I don't know, like, the shock of it or whatever. But it was just, like, a river of blood went down. And some guy in the sidewalk was like, sit down. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I need to call an ambulance. And then like the rotor scooped out my knee. So I had a hole in my knee about like a half dollar size. Like, like I had to, he- it kept having to heal over and I had like push liquid out of it and heal over again. Did it get infected? No, it just like, it, it was, wow. it had like, had like grow back in like layers. It was so gross. So I tattooed over that one, but the, uh, and I'm not going to do a head tat. Come on. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Like triangles are great. Which ripper? There you go. Right there. Yeah. Which question mark ripper? Suck it. (laughs) Suck it. Yeah. There you go. I call it the people scar. So I can say. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So the the album, uh, when do you think it might be coming out? Uh, are you guys shopping it around, kind of giving it a little uh, test to see who might want to release it? Or uh, you guys maybe anytime in 2021 or possibly just 2022? Uh, little column A, little column B. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked to some people and kind of like we were mentioning with labels, a lot of labels are kind of scrambling right now. Sure. So we're right now, we're just like, let's just take a break from trying to like attack these labels with emails and just like, yeah. hey, let's just sit for a while and I hope let the dust settle. Yeah. Um, I think we'll find the right time for it though. It's just like, you know, we're just four dudes. Nothing's a rush, you know, yeah. so we'll put it out when it feels right to put it out. But we're already excited about it. Awesome. And that, that being said, we are starting to play some of the new material live. Killer. Yeah. We did one of the yeah. new ones on that live stream thing, and we're doing a different one at this upcoming show. Nice, dude. Well, uh, beyond the 27th show, do you guys have anything booked? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few. Yeah, we've got a couple things. I got a yeah, Brian's always the guy for this. He's, like, got the schedule usually. Brian, do you got the schedule, yeah, yeah. brother? No, uh, <laughs> I think, what, October 8th, 8th uh, will be the next one after this uh, Funhouse one. I think that's... That's the high dive. High dive with uh, 10 miles wide. Cool. Uh, which I'm stoked mm-hmm. to play with those guys. Absolutely. Uh, really fun. Yeah, that band, that band's red. And mm-hmm. I'm stoked to hear you're playing high dive again as well because I've been used right as well too. Yep. Yeah. Um, then we're doing the 15th in Tacoma with, um, I think, They Walk Among Us and the Plaid, Pig. Plaid Pig, I think. Sun Crow and Sob, I think. Sun Crow, yeah. And nice. Sob, yeah. At the Plaid Pig, yeah. Or, oh, wait, actually, maybe not Stub. I think they had to drop. 
Well, All either right, way, uh, it's at the Plaid Pig. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's a couple of things that they haven't announced yet that we're like, like, yep, we're available. Once cool. you announce it, we'll start talking about it. So, right mm-hmm. on. Well, uh, stay tuned to the uh, Witch Ripper socials and get yourself to a local show and, and support local music. So, you know, in that in that vein of supporting local music, I'm going to end with one question for you guys. Uh, what's one local band that uh, you sh- should uh, we should support? What's one local band that you love that we should support? And we'll go. We'll start with you, Chad. Oh man. <laughs> Who have I been digging lately? Chrome Lakes. You know what? <laughs> Ooh, a little too on the nose there. Um, I'm going to go one step further and say uh, my buddy's band, White Shark Cafe, they just put out an EP that's really great. And uh, you should check them out. What are they called? White Shark Cafe. White, I'm, I'm, I'm typing this down. White Shark it's, Cafe. Yeah. Awesome. Great band. Cool. And uh, Joe, what about you, man? What's a local band people need to support and check out? I'm just going to go with Eris for this one. <laughs> They've just been so consistently just excellent every time I've seen them. And we've done a million shows with them, and they're just always super cool guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're just consistently very good. And I awesome. really respect that. And Curtis, let's go with you. Man, I don't know if they're still going to be active after this, but like, I always think of the boys from Into the Storm. Like, I mm. love that band. I love those guys. They're just nice. Oh, stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like every time I see that band, they just make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, I already love the music, and they're just the nicest dudes, and they're always just a bunch of goofballs. So I need to hit up Matt and see what he's doing. But like, I, that's the one band I'm like, that band put out their last album came out a while ago but it's criminally under listened to like a million people should be listening to that album because it's fantastic sorry brian <laughs> all right brian did you find another one yeah you know what uh i'm gonna go with the end of the storm members other band uh isdal okay. <laughs> uh because that's got matt and eric from the end of the storm in it and Honestly, that band also just crushes. Like I've seen them a handful of times live, and they always just kill it. Uh, they've got a great sound. Uh, highly recommend everybody go check that band out as well. And I suggest everyone check out the band that Brian's wearing a t-shirt of, Sorsha. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Love those guys as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we'll get some on the books with them at some point soon. It's like so hard because there's so many bands full of so many like nice people yeah i was like you got time i'll name off 30 bands it's like it's one thing i love about the music scene here is it's like people are just like super it's like lots of hugs gonna go around you know so now that you're a bartender over at the substation is that is that a place that we can expect to maybe see witch ripper sometime in the future Uh, i imagine it'd be pretty easy to get a gig if you're the bartender (laughs) actually told me that i'm not welcome there to play shows (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, like, so i mean well yes we i think we were gonna have something in there in november they're just trying to nail down the lineup um everything is always fingers crossed about uh you know just with covid just like what's gonna actually happen it's a big balancing act because like you know i am a little privy to like some of the bands coming through but i'm not gonna like be putting witch ripper on every show there you know yeah so it's like you won't be All right. Witch Ripper. Open, 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 oh. headline, open, headline, yeah, exactly. open. Like, yeah. I'm no, you're calling dibs on every good show there. We're yeah, gonna just, get on just it. Just put your name on everything. 
no, that's not going to happen. House band will replace them. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. uh, the bookers there are fantastic. Um, nice. One thing uh, with the Highline closing, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the the main bookers that was booking heavy shows through the Highline. Um, the I forget which member it is. One of the guys from Primitive Man has a really big booking company, and Substation is going to be getting a lot more. Good. metal shows at the substation because he's yeah. starting to work directly with ken at the substation which good. is awesome good so mm-hmm. metal is going to keep going alive it's like it was such a huge blow to lose the highline because they're so fantastic and like you know all i see stuff. the four lease sign there it breaks my heart man. Oh, seriously though you know? yeah and like those guys like worked so hard to do something that was really hard mm-hmm. to do like a vegan metal yep. restaurant during the day club at night and also, shout out to Georgetown Liquor Company. I think one yes. of the owners uh, re- uh, bought that, or so. Alan, oh, one of the many dreadlocked handsome gentlemen, now owns that. They're not doing shows, from what I believe. I don't, I don't want to be misquoted too much on that. But uh, um, the Highline, I believe, did sell all their PA gear, so I think oh, it's all sad. I sad. know, <laughs> but hopefully the substation is going to be picking up some slack in that, and. Uh, they'll be bringing a lot of really, really cool bands once things get more normalized to uh, Seattle, which is awesome. Well, I look forward to that, guys. Any final words before we let you go? Just excited to be in front of people again. Hopefully, yeah. you know, even masking up and everything like that, it's great. And uh, we just want to feel like normal humans again and play shows. Mm-hmm. Let's get back yeah. to it with some heavy uh, Witch Ripper riffs, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rock and roll.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 